It's like, dude, you weigh 300 pounds and you're homeless. <laughs> oh, man. So, John, did you know that we're part of the official HBO Watchmen podcast? They're yeah, talking the about end. us. At the end, they're talking about, check out the official Watchmen podcast, wherever podcasts are sold. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to call ourselves that now. Yes, we we did it first, John. We should be the official ones because we did it first. You know what? F HBO. You know the the podcast probably suck as much as the show does. So we're we're <laughs> true quality podcasting right here. Their their like racism detector is going to prohibit us from becoming the official podcast of Watchmen. They say <laughs> there's some item in this thing called the racism detector. <laughs> That's what uh, it's supposed to yeah. detect like bad white people. And that's what Jean Smart called it. She's like, "All right, so this is where you define the racist, right?" And, he, and he, mirror mask man is just like, "No, that ain't what it's called." He keeps trying to correct her, but uh, like that's obviously what the show is trying to convey is that there needs to be some sort of so-called racism detector to like find white people that, that have yeah, bad opinions but and lock them up. They already they already kind of call the BS behind it. It's like and she's like so how are you how are you finding the racist? You found any racist? He's like no not yet, but we going to get them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. what's the deal with that guy? He has like a mask on, but he's he's like working with the police instead of the Warshaks. It's kind of weird cuz he like, it, he seems like he should be, like, the leader of the Rorschachs or something, since he has that, that mask that comes Who, who freaking features. knows at this point? Yeah. And the way he talks, also, is, like, you know, he talks like a southerner, like all the Rorschach people do. Yeah. Like, they're all, like, inc- implied to be, like, toothless rednecks or something. They're, they all speak Nixonese. <laughs> um... Anyways, yeah, so we're clearly the official Watchmen podcast. You know, those mother effers over at HBO don't know shit. So don't listen to them. Listen to us. Um, This was a boring episode. This episode was terrible. And I'm officially saying that on the official HBO Watchmen podcast. That's because that's who we are. Um, We're going to get our officiality stroke for criticizing it. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, asserting my um, my officiality uh, dominance. Uh-huh. Or my privilege. So <laughs> I just Podcast privilege. Yeah. No, like what really nothing happened really in this episode except crazy Rorschach guy was like, I'm gonna blow myself up at the I don't even know what he was demanding. He was just like gonna blow up the cops at the at the chief's funeral. And then freaking Jane Smart, who's 
whatever the heck her name is. Uh, just is this ca- the woman that is telling jokes the whole episode? Yeah, that's isn't that the the, the love interest of Doctor Manhattan in the movie? I forgot her name, yeah. Scarlet Witch or whatever. <laughs> no, that's that's in the Marvel movies, Scarlet Witch. Um, in the, in the Watchmen, it's um, Silk Spectre. Silk Sp- okay, she's Silk Spectre. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, she's like an FBI agent now, and. <clears throat> Yeah, she's like yeah. she's like hunting down like vigilante pe- vigilante people or whatever. She's she I think she they made her up to look like Hillary Clinton or something in this. Like when she's talking on the phone and they're playing this like music that's all uh like no 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 like over and over like every, she does like 10 jokes or something throughout the episode and like none of them are funny and they keep playing the same like five second loop of music and it's like I want to just fucking blow my brains out watching this uh, now I see yeah like that's why like Daff was just like I can't believe Trent Reznor like does the music for this show this is like the laziest piece of shit music he's made he just showed up this is Trent Reznor that did like I think he was part of Nine Inch Nails, but I know he did that really awesome, like, I'm Afraid of Americans cover by from David Bowie, and it's really good. Oh. And, um, yeah, like, he's, like, huge in the 90s, and now he's doing the music for this show, and I just feel like he just showed up at the studio, like, and just started hitting some keys, and like, oh, all right, we'll call this music for this show. I, I just don't care. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like they came up with, like, one, like, five-second riff for this character's theme and just play it every time she talks to make her seem like, a badass grandma or whatever, like, you know, those pictures of Hillary that they used to circulate before the election where she's, like, on a phone with, like, some sunglasses on and you're supposed to be like, oh, man, this grandma is so epic. <laughs> like, this was something <laughs> Democrats would, like, circulate. <laughs> they, they, they're like, oh, Hillary Clinton, she's, like, you know, taking the Republicans, like, to lunch or, or you know, like, eating their lunch or whatever, and it's just her, like, on a cell phone, like, slop, slopping over, like, just, like, her hand rested against her cheek and her sunglasses. Like, that's supposed to be make her, like, badass or something. I mean, I don't yeah. yeah. Yeah, they would make these really lame memes where it would be like that, and this bottom text would be like, delete your account, Donald Trump, or something like that. Because <laughs> that was, like, some meme that she was, she was saying in response to some Trump tweet that offended her or whatever. <laughs> And and the, I guess they're gonna run like that again. Like Kamala keeps saying, like Donald needs to delete, be deleted from Twitter and everything. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think that they try to make her look her look like Hillary in this. Like she's supposed to be like this really cool older older woman that's like walking around wearing a pantsuit with these like snide remarks that are supposed to make her seem like a real like above everyone else in the situation. Like yeah, like a like a real but, fed. Yeah. Well, there's a, no, so like I've been watching Twin Peaks, and they got a they got a character from the FBI FBI on there who acts like he's holier than than thou over um, uh-huh. the other characters because he's like this uh, assistant to the main guy that's investigating the case in Twin Peaks. So he kind of shows up and he's just like an asshole to everyone in that show. And then he yeah. later comes back and he's like, "All right, fine, I won't be. I'll like cut my ha- assholeness down to like you know maybe forty percent." And that's just, like, good enough to, like, solve the case behind, uh, you know, the girl dying or whatever, so. Well, the, the 90s was, like, the peak of, like, the feds being perceived as, like, assholes by everyone because they did stuff like they burned down the Waco compound and shot those people at Ruby Ridge and 
all these well, kinds of things that they were doing back well, then. Well, I mean, the Waco so, incident happened after Twin Peaks, but, like, that was, I mean, like, but at the same time, you had, like, you know, like, Muller and uh, Scully from X-Files that were FBI agents, and they were actually really cool characters. And, yeah, I need to get back into more, watching more, like, X-Files or whatever eventually, but... What year was Twin Peaks? Uh, shoot, I thought it was, like, 91, I think. Okay. Yeah. So Waco, I think, was happening like during '92 and '93 because it was like this it's long 90, standoff. Yeah, it's it's '93 for sure. It was like early '93 when it happened, and like I saw the documentary on it, or one of doc one of the documentaries that's on YouTube there about many. it. There are a number of those. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, this this show, this episode, like. I, I literally wanted to, like, fall asleep because half of it was trying to tell a really bad Rorschach joke. And even Gene, even, uh, Gene Smart was just like, oh, man, I effed that up. Hold on, let me tell you another joke. And then she, like, intertwines the two jokes together because it's involving a, a, a girl that threw a brick into heaven or something because there was yeah. this extra brick because the, the bricklayer's dad is teaching her daughter how to do this and he thought he messed up. And then it goes on to, like, three gods that die. And then the end joke is like, oh, yeah, and then the brick fell from heaven when Dr. Manhattan's talking to God and it hit him in the skull. And then, really, God really went to hell. And huge drum roll. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's terrible. Like, like a Warshak joke. Because Warshak's jokes, like, didn't make any sense in the movie to me. I mean, but they yeah. weren't supposed to be funny to begin with, so I don't know if they're trying to pull this off. It's just not as interesting. But yeah, um, well, I mean, Rorschach was like supposed to be insane, um, yeah. and I, some people unironically like Rorschach. Um, like uh, I remember during the 2016 election, they asked all these candidates, like, "Who's your favorite um, superhero?" And uh, Jeb said, uh, "Supergirl on the CW because she's kind of hot." And then, yeah. <laughs> The actress of Supergirl was like, dude, don't objectify me. That's, like, sexist. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, Ted Cruz's answer was uh, <laughs> Rorschach, and people were like, Ted, you know that Rorschach is supposed to be, like, this unhinged vigilante that goes too far and stuff. But, you know, he's, like, breaking people's fingers to torture them to get info out of them and stuff. But uh, But if you look at, like, superheroes since then... He actually is not outside of the mainstream, so like Rorschach's behavior kind of got normalized. Like if you watch Daredevil on Netflix, he's yeah. always torturing people to get um, intel and everything. Yeah. So, um, you know that uh, like that at the time was considered to be like Alan Moore is trying to make it seem like really extreme. Like Rorschach is this bad guy who's like excessive force. Like he's supposed to be like a criticism of the cops or something. I don't know, but. Um, but but then like Cruz was unironically supporting Rorschach, and so people were attacking him for this. And oh man, he's I a guess. racist. No, he's just a guy that doesn't know comic books. <laughs> right. He he's just he's just an idiot. You can't. Come on, no, I'm I'm gonna let the Cruz slide on this. Well, and this was before Rorschach was really like fully associated with racism by this show or whatever. Because yeah. I don't think Rorschach really talks about race in the in the comic. I don't even remember it being an issue, like, in the movies. Like, he just, like... I, I don't know why he was trying to go after, like, who killed the comedian or whatever. That was, like, his main thing. <laughs> From what I yeah. can remember. Um, but this is the show is, like, trying to attack, like, I don't know, uh, 
the militia movement in the U.S. and like saying they're all racists or something. And so they have this aspect of like the Fed coming in, and she's like this badass heroine, and she's you know Hillary or Janet Reno or somebody like that <laughs> who's like coming in and taking command of the situation, and uh, uh, you know she's just going to stand there and make some stupid joke about a bricklayer that goes on for fifty minutes, and that's going to like solve everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that they had, like, Dr. Manhattan phone call, like, centers that people can just, cut, you know, go up and bother Dr. Manhattan on the phone, whether or not he listens to those messages or whatever. I, I don't I don't get that at all. He's off on, like, another planet, like, terraforming Mars to create, like, some ideal perfect world, and um, we're supposed to believe that he's listening to his ex, like, ramble into the phone about a bricklayer. Like, no. He's yeah. He's not listening to his crap. Well, I saw what I was even kind of like admitting, like they think that you're listening, but I'm not sure. Well, I mean, like, so what? You like, do you like go up there and like give suggestions on how Mars should look and tell Doctor Manhattan to make whatever you want on Mars? Is that the purpose of the phone book? Like, I don't get it. Well, I mean, like, like why would he even take advice? Like, the reason he went to Mars is because he thought like humans were fucking up Earth. So, like, why would he want them to like fuck up Mars too? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, it's just stupid. So I looked up like the the um, you know Adrian Veidt because at the uh, there's yeah, yeah, a yeah. scene at, at his mansion where um, he he gets like a letter from um, the game warden because he's like illegally hunting buffalo on his property. Yeah, well he 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 kills the buffalo because he needs thicker skin for this science experiment that he's doing, which is whatever. And that is, like, him, like, basically, like, freezing his subjects or something in, like, a knight spacesuit or something. It's, like, knight armor, but it's, in a, but it's a spacesuit. Yeah. And he's just, like, getting pissed off and, like, stomping on, like, his frozen and carbonite subject that used to be alive. And then he goes and, like, shoots, a, like, a buffalo in the eye, and he's about to go, like, get it. And then the game warden, like, sends him, like, a polite letter, like, please don't kill the animals on here. Well, the I game warden kill. shows up, like, right after he shoots the buffalo, and he fires, like, a warning shot at his yeah, feet. Yeah, And then he has to, like, turn back. And, uh, and then he sends the letter, and he's he's got, like, these um, these servants, so he, like, smashes the cake out of their hands, and then they try to, like, read the letter, and he's like, don't uh, bother with the dear so-and-so part of the start, I just want to get to it. And then he, then he has them compose, like, a, a response... Uh, because the letter angered him so much, and at the end he signs it Adrian Bates. So that's uh, that's Ozymandias from the from the movie and the comics. Uh, yeah, and he's I, I had to look, on his costume. Yeah, I had to look him up. Like I was like, oh, that's that character. I remember blonde hair guy. Yeah, um, um, he was just such, and, he had such a minor role in the movie. Like I, that's why I kind of barely remembered him. Well, he was like the I guess the ultimate villain of it um, uh. because he turns out to. You know, at first he seems like he's this philanthropist guy who's, um, uh, you know, some billionaire that cares about everybody, but then it turns out he's evil. Um, but then ultimately he does create peace between um, the Soviet Union and the U.S. by creating this, like, shared enemy of the squid from outer space. So okay. it's kind of, like, ambiguous as to whether he's, like, a good character or a bad character because he used this, like this evil alien or whatever to, to bring the world together or something. But, uh, you know, he, he had also done these other things. Like he had sent this assassin after the comedian and all these kinds of things throughout the movie. 
I uh, I just like how that letter's written. It's like basically like politely insulting each other and saying they're going to effing kill each other. And then it yeah. ends with like, oh, by the way, I really like the tomatoes you sent me. Thank you. Sincerely yeah. yours, the game warden. And then he's like, well, we'll see about that. Get on that typewriter, you wrench. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna tell him off. And then he just starts like you know rambling or whatever. It's just like I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and I'm not violating anything. Get over yourself. Don't f with me. Thank you for liking my tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the tomato part was about, but uh, yeah. they did bring that up in both of the letters. Um, so anyway, uh, after I searched it, I saw that there was an article. It was like some fan theory that um, this guy is being held on Mars by Dr. Manhattan and that he's trying to – the reason he's get, developing these rockets and things is he's trying to like break out of uh, being held captive by Dr. Manhattan – on, uh, on Mars and the game warden is like oh. some manifestation of Dr. Manhattan. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but okay. So like some, something that I saw, I, I know. So like if it's, if he's in prison on Mars and he's got like all this, like, but he's like, it seems like it's a nice imprisonment. He's got like unlimited slaves or whatever. I mean, helpers. Yeah. He's got like, you know, fruit and there's livestock I guess to kill but even though it's not legal for him to kill buffalo but it's like why have it there so I guess it's just for him to see or something that is kind of an interesting fan theory I didn't really think about that I mean like now that everything's kind of becoming a little bit maybe clearer yeah um, I wouldn't have thought of it either but I wasn't sure what was the deal with all the stuff with the, the servants and the freezing and all this stuff and, and, and so that kind of explains it pretty yeah. well so maybe it's true Um, but yeah, basically these two characters are, um, the main link to the original Watchmen, um, um, Vite and, um, Strode. And so they got a lot more focus this episode than the previous ones. Mm -hmm. Um, there were some scenes with the, um, black woman character as well, but, um, not as many. Yeah. And, uh, she, uh, you know, had some banter with, um, Strode at one point and, uh, she had on some like night vision goggles that kind of made her look like night owl at one point, where she was like coming up through a hole, and they're kind of glowing. Yeah, because like, the so eyes. yeah the uh, the seventh knights or whatever the heck they're called, like they sneak into the funeral through like an underground tunnel into like a, a, a mosque or, or like a little mausoleum or whatever, and uh, this guy comes out of there with a bomb strapped to him, and he's just like, okay, you know, if you shoot me. You know, like, I have, like, this, like, I have a heart monitor, so, like, if my heart dies and the bomb goes off or whatever, and then freaking, like, Regina King pushes him into, like, the chief's grave and throws the chief's casket on top of it to, like, yeah. avoid the blast. So even in the, even in Don Johnson's death, he's still protecting lives. Yeah. That was, um, like, the main action of the episode was yeah. the funeral scene. But then she had to do some, like, some long, like, folk song or something about go home little doggy or something that yeah <laughs> kind of this is this is the chief this is the chief of police's don johnson's last words that he wants to share with humanity get along little doggy get along get a dog little loggy get a dog or whatever the hell <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like all tearing up over it and then they get freaking um silk specter that starts clapping her hands and people start getting into it like, I thought it was just her being an utter bitch, and then everyone just starts getting along with it, and I was just like, that's such a joke. 
It's so yeah. stupid, yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be like reminiscent of some sort of like um, Negro spiritual music or something like that that mm. would have been <laughs> popular uh, in, the, in the 50s and earlier or something. I like, I don't, I don't know what exactly they were going for there, but like, it, it was uh, kind of kind of annoying. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of hard to tell. Like, is that was that woman being serious because she's so snide like the rest of the episode? But I guess she was really getting into it. I don't know. Uh, um, were there any other scenes in here that we've skipped over? Uh Silk Spectre has Doctor Manhattan's dildo in a in a briefcase. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is like a two foot dildo too. It is like massive, and she's about to yeah. bang it, and then it was like, no, I'm gonna go bang my like toy boy FBI agent that I tagged along with me. I guess it was like maybe she brought him along because she's like, well, if I go you know out of town, like I need someone you know young and attractive to bone in the middle of the night or whatever. And that's how, like, yeah. the, the scene ends or whatever. It's just stupid. They're always, like, bantering her and that person. And she's always saying, like, oh, are you even old enough to vote? And all this kind of stuff to him. And making fun of him for being young. And uh, But then I guess they're uh, together when she's not with her. You know, Dr. Manhattan. Replica, yeah, well, I, you know, at least she wasn't overtly cre- creepy about, like, wanting to bang, like, young men. That, like, that, uh, what was that chick from Netflix that got her show banned because she was talking about, like, oh hunting, d- yeah, <laughs> hunting down 14-year-old boys at, like, a uh, freaking, like, <laughs> state fairgrounds or something? What was her name? Vickerson or whatever? I don't remember the name of the woman, but I did see this story. Yeah, of, it's, it's been posted several times that she's just, like, stalking this kid and... It's very creepy. Yeah, she's got like that, you know, like p- bright pink hair and something. And she looks like, you know, pretty much like the lesbian thing. But like, I guess she's not a lesbian because she's after like, you know, fourteen year old boys or whatever. No, she's just a pedophile. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she yeah she she was posting about like uh, taking photos with like kids at the amusement park and about. Like how she wants to fuck them on her Tumblr account and stuff. Yeah, and... she wrote all this before her show ever got like on Netflix, and she only had like the hurrah of one season, and right. that was it. And it's about like gender identity politics or something, and some like well... cow art style cartoon, which they all look the freaking same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't remember what exactly the show was called, but it was like forever 14 or something like that it was like this extremely that like oh yeah it. like a, like a pedophile would make this show because <laughs> it's like that's like what her age is at like in her mind she's like a permanent adolescent i never want to grow past 14 like it's still i always like you know every night is <laughs> girls night or something i i don't know like it kind of reminds me like her life wants to be like girl things from uh Toka and Birdie or whatever, or Tuka and Birdie, which is another Netflix show that got canceled. There was a there was a clip of the a, this clip called Girl Things that that was on the episode like on the show that uh, was played in uh, Anime Hill at AWA, and it was like fantastic. And Dave Merrill was like, Toka and Birdie was like the greatest show on Netflix. Fuck them for for canceling after one season. They're really missing out. Screw screw Netflix. They can go to hell or whatever. So then, like, I found the clip online. It's actually really good. But maybe that's how this Vickerson chick wants to, like, live her life is girl things and throwing things at her mom telling her get the fuck out. 
I have to. I'll, that's definitely show note clips right there. So, good stuff. Um, God. Uh, I feel like playing that uh the Toy Boy song, aka the Vicar. It's, uh, it's it's show nuts. People can hear that. So, um, you know what? I might as well just find it and link it so we can play it on the podcast for a sec. So you know what I'm talking about. I've posted it several times in the chat. So I don't know if you guys actually check that stuff. Probably not. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I remember what you're talking about. Oh, I got it. Sunita. It's the name of the artist. I'm just going to get this real quick. Alright. Uh, I'm going to put it in the Discord chat. So go ahead and play that on air. Okay. God, you got to go through a freaking ad or whatever. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay, I'm. I clicked on it. Just make sure the audio can pick that up. Yeah, I've just removed my headphones, so there may be some. All right. Echo. I don't know, but uh. Oh, I have to end it dead air now. Great. <laughs> you want to turn it up? Can you turn it up? Is that better? Yeah. Cheesy as hell. Definitely turn it up on the recording. Can you see how this could might be her theme song? Yeah. <laughs> Ending theme song right here. Whenever you want to cut it off, it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you don't have to play the whole thing. I mean, that's just for... Okay, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll... Now, that's what I call the Vickerson theme song. It's perfect. Yeah. Dressing up boys and making them look fine because they're her toy boys. Okay. That's... <laughs> <laughs> you had enough of that. that was considered okay in the 80s the description on the on the youtube video said something like you'd get arrested for this today but uh, yeah in the 1980s this was the number one hit single <laughs> probably in the uk um, i think um oh shoot it's by a singer called sunita i had yeah well i think that might be just her one hit wonder right there okay uh, man, I can't even think of anything else that, um, regarding this episode. Yeah. Um, neither can I. Yeah, that, that's how, that was it. We just hit up the highlights of this, and 
I can't. I mean, like, there's a thing regarding them rounding up people from Nixonville, and but that's just. I don't know. That's kind of uh, nothing really happened. And when does Luke Costa Jr. come back? Dadgum it! I want that guy to come back so bad. Uh, I was surprised he was not in it. He's been in the other well, two. Well, he got abducted, and you know, like I figured, okay, you know, like they're gonna. I guess maybe in the next episode we'll find out what happens to him or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess we can move into closing remarks. Do you have anything for that? Or? You know, not really, because we didn't really do closing remarks when I did my AWA uh, review, but there really wasn't much. I don't know, like, um, what have you got? Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I think we could go easy on it this time, but, like, I, just for a brief update on the presidential thing, did you see that I posted Mike Bloomberg in the race today? Oh, that's right. All right, so Bloomberg is out of the race that. too, right? What, what was that? Bloomberg's out of the race? No, he just entered the race. <clears throat> Man. Like, uh, the, the the current mayor of New York, uh, de Blasio, was running, and then he dropped out, and now the previous mayor is running. <laughs> but I don't think he'll do any better than the than the current one. Um, and it seems like his his selling point is just like I'm a rich guy that was mayor I mean we already have like a rich guy that's trying to buy his way in and that's like Andrew Yang who's offering a thousand dollars to everyone and then we have Tom Stair who's like buying off people for endorsements in Iowa Dadgum, like I see that guy's ads in South Carolina all the time I was like when is that dude going to drop out yeah the ads are just like so ironic they're like you shouldn't be able to buy your way to the presidency in a democracy. And that's why I'm running all these ads, which I'm paying for with my billions of dollars. It's just like, okay. Yeah, I've never, um, I've never heard of this guy. I'm like, did you do something in South Carolina? Like, I don't, because he's the only, like, political ad I, I see in the state. Yeah, he, he doesn't even have any, like, issues that distinguish him from other Democrats or anything. Mm-hmm. His whole thing is just that he's been running ads on TV for years to promote impeachment of Trump and I'm always seeing his ads on YouTube before a video and stuff uh, but like nobody really knows like what he's famous for or anything <laughs> exactly he started running but I, I think it's just like some something in the energy sector but he says he's like this big green energy guy but people have criticized him because he was like involved with oil and natural gas too so I, I don't know he just seems like his whole thing is just total hypocrisy and you said it was in the debate. He didn't make any impression at all. I don't remember anything he said. The last one. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I guess one other thing I was <laughs> rant about was this thing about the the Weinstein and Epstein stories being oh censored uh, by the, the news. Yeah. For years by the news, they knew it's come out this week that they knew about it. That both of these characters were sexual predators, and they refused to cover it for for many years like i think they said three years on the epstein story yeah because like what was it that the blonde chick on there she had it she had the story of like three years ago and it was ready to go she had all her all her stuff and they basically like censored it or told her not to run it because like oh no one knows who this guy is it's not relevant so and even though she put in all this work yeah and they say oh well we don't want to jeopardize our access to the royal family because one of the people that was going to the pedophile island was, I think, Prince Andrew. Um, and hmm. so 
there's pictures of him with Epstein and, and like young girls. And so they didn't want to upset the British royal family as if this is supposed to be something that our country is concerned about. I mean, we already fought a war. To see I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why new, the media in America makes the biggest deal about what happens in the UK. Like, I understand like, okay, we're allies. Fine. Sure. But it's like, no, like we don't, why should I care about when they have a royal child or whatever? Like I'm not freaking British. I don't yeah. give a crap. Fine. Let them make babies and they'll grow up as like corrupt kids. I mean, like, yeah. you know, F, you know, the heck do I know, but you know, that doesn't concern me. We're not under British rule, but the media wants us to be. And I'm like, no, why do you think we have this country formed in the first place to get away from that? Well, I think with, What's going on currently is that they have a this new prime minister, uh, uh, not prime minister. Um, she may as well be um, the new princess. You know that that's like an American model or something that went went over there and married the the prince. And I think yeah, they're trying Andrew. to kind of like no Harry. Her. Yeah, no Harry. She married Harry's the youngest, I think. I can't keep the princess straight. I just don't, I don't freaking know, but but yeah, um, <laughs> um, they. Uh, yeah, they, they because they they kind of like always talk about like what her parenting choices are going to be. Like, is her kid going to be uh, raised as a so-called baby, which is where they don't um, give it a pronoun or, or refer to it as being any gender and dress it in like what soulless, gender-neutral clothing. Fuck? And they kind of want this to be like a like a role model for like American parents. What so they the kind of are pushing fuck? this to, you know, to promote this whole idea of like. Well, boys shouldn't like blue and girls shouldn't like pink, and they shouldn't have specific kinds of toys for your boys and girls, and everything should be exactly the same. And uh, that's kind of boring. Try to eliminate gender and create this sort of like sexless, um, what they think of as a utopia, what I would think of as a dystopia. But yeah, like. <laughs> It's probably their utopia, but like I, I first of all, I have no reason to be involved with it because I'm an American. I'm not British, and my ancestors aren't British, so I couldn't give two craps. Anyways, yeah. Well, my ancestors are British, but uh, you know, I don't live in Britain, so yeah, yeah. Well, you were born here, so you're American, so that counts. I don't know, right? I mean, my ancestors have been here for centuries. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we should have to, like, follow the whims of, like, some American model that goes over there and marries into the royal family. And I don't think it really is a big deal if ABC or CBS or NBC cannot interview Prince Andrew that this is, like, somehow worth protecting this pedophile ring so that they can continue to ask him about what he's going to wear at his wedding or what he's going to name his kid or whatever. Like, we, we don't really give a shit about that stuff. Are more interested in knowing that Bill Clinton is going to this pedophile island where there's a painting of him in a dress. You know, what? like what the fuck is going on there? You know. Yeah, I was gonna say like you know Bill Clinton's getting arrested finally, like that that warrants concerns and for Americans like and especially celebration too. Right. <laughs> I'm cel- I'll be celebrating. And, I mean, he just keeps coming out as being involved with these, like, sexual perverts. Like, there was this, um, you know, the guys that made um, the dub for Digimon, Haim Saban and Shuki Levy. There's, like, this Me Too scandal involving them. 
where supposedly they like raped a woman in front of Bill Clinton and uh, what? Yeah, this was posted in the chat a few weeks ago. But they, you know, this was some I don't know someone who worked at Saban Entertainment or something or. Um, you know, on Power Rangers or or one of his anime dubbing companies. I think I think it was like a Power Rangers actress was like speaking out like how like sexist sexist they were, but just like you know, okay, yeah. Um, I don't I don't know about the rape part. You know, maybe it was sexual harassment or sexual assault or, you know, uh, who knows? But you know, yeah. that was something that I think that they were going to like press charges against him or sue him or something. There, there was some story like this, and Clinton was involved. It seems like he's always involved with these things. Yeah. Um, and the Weinstein thing, um, that was another one that, like, even, um, Rachel Maddow was criticizing NBC because they had, they had known about this for years, and, like, I guess everyone at NBC knew about it, they were just sitting on it, and that, and that they were just not going to say anything because he was, like, too powerful, you know, like, these people, they say, oh, democracy dies in darkness is, like, the slogan of the Washington Post, but these people are the source of darkness, I mean, they're, they're, covering up for some of the most evil people out there. Mm-hmm. So, like, why should we take anything that they say seriously as as if these people are some, like, beacon of righteousness when they're covering up an international pedophile conspiracy, you know? Like, <laughs> the, the fact that they would just, you know, like, the, you can look at the amount of people who went to that island with Epstein, and it's, like, Stephen Hawking and, you know, all these, like, top-level people that were that were associated with this guy and you know royalty and all these scientists and everything and Jeez. politicians and like you'd think the public would have a right to know this stuff yeah that idea that they'd say oh well no, nobody's gonna care about this story like we're, we're supposed to believe that uh, I'm like, like you can see how much people care about it because like you have on just like a regular um like soldier from the military to talk about the Baghdadi raid on Fox News, because um, they just killed the ISIS head a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, so they had like this guy on there with the with the dog that killed um, that killed uh, Baghdadi, that drove him into the tunnel where he blew himself up, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's talking to um, I think it was Greg Gutfeld or somebody like that on, on Fox News, and uh, and uh, this guy at the end of his his like talking about how heroic the dog was, he just says at the end. And Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> so it's like, nobody believes this. Like, this this is something that, like, your average person doesn't believe any of this shit that's going on with that. that this guy was on Suicide Watch, and nobody was paying any attention. Like, are we supposed to believe that the Clintons didn't have something to do with this? Well, I don't know where Zionic is, but... Oh, um, I had my mic muted, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> One uh, last thing to mention, I guess, is I was thinking of, like, if there's anything else that's happened recently, there was uh, the return of 8chan to the internet, but it's only on um, Tor, which I don't have this browser. I guess it's some sort of browser you use to access the dark web or whatever, be anonymous in what you're posting. But, uh, yeah. but I mean, I guess this is what happens when you drive something off of, like, normal um, sourcing websites, like, it was actually more useful for law enforcement to have HN just be out in the open where they could like track the IP address of these mm-hmm. people who would post like mass shooting manifestos on there and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas now everything on there is going to be like secretive and uh, you're not going to be able to really hold the people accountable as easily if they're 
posting like violent threats on there because you're not going to be able to tell who's posting what because it's all going through uh, like an anonymous um, like proxy mm-hmm. in order to post on there. So I'm not surprised that you know HN is back. I was like, you know, as soon as they shut down, I'm like, oh, dude, they're going to be back in like no time, and it's been no time, and they're coming back. So like that's, yeah. that's just a given. Yeah, I think they were down for a few months. Um, because I did see something from I was like checking I like the QAnon people still believing in this thing even though this Q person who was supposedly like providing this crucial information to the world mm-hmm. uh, has not posted anything in months due to his website being down like why wouldn't he just make a new website or something? But um, they were saying like oh Q predicted this because in one of his messages he used the number ninety three and eight chan was offline for ninety three days. So the Oracle Q predicted it again. This was all part of his plan. Oh my god. <laughs> I just can't believe people actually believe in this but, oh, man. but yeah, there are people who still believe in that. Uh I mean I don't know, like right now, like it seems like after anime or you know anime week in Atlanta, it was like I've been I feeling better now from my like, little cold, but my dad has the flu, and then my buddy John we went to the con with, um, he had a heart attack on Tuesday, so he had like two like five stents put in his arteries, and he's recuperating from that because I talked to him this morning. I had no idea any of this happened until he like texted me yesterday, or I emailed him because I was telling him about stuff, and then he texted me yesterday. About how, um, I'm just thinking, about how, like, yeah, I'm recovering from a heart attack I had on Tuesday, so, uh, I just now got your email, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> um. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I also found out that my, um, my ex got married, like, back in May or whatever, and I guess I was bound to find that out anyways, so... I was pretty, I was like, I guess for me, I was, like, really, like, jealous, jealousy about it, because I was, like, you know, here I am still single, but the guy she married was the guy she was, like, cheating on me behind my back, so it was, like, she already had like, this guy lined up, and, anyways, not to really go into it, but it was kind of, like, I noticed, like, she was distancing herself from me and hang out with him more towards the end of our relationship, and I was, like, I need to get out of this, so I ended it, and then it was kind of, like, okay, now he's there to just rebound off of and maybe they had it planned, I don't know, but it was kind of like, I, I found out, like, you know, her last name's changed after I had her, ban- you know, like, blocked her on Facebook for two years, and then I kind of saw, like, photos, and now she lives closer to me than what she did when we were dating, and it's just like, take him, I gotta get out of this hellhole of a town, so, I yeah, I, I was kind of like, you know, like, I guess for me, like, it wasn't like, I, I definitely don't want her back, and she's this guy's problem, and whatever, but um, I guess for me, it's just kind of like, you know, she got what she wanted in terms of, like, this perfect life of being married and having live, having this house in the middle of nowhere with her, like, dogs and her horse or whatever, which is what she wanted for me. And I was like, no, I'm a city boy, you know, like, I like this city and town, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's just kind of like, just kind of, you know, it just kind of angered me regarding, like, you know, like it happened to her and it didn't happen to me. And I'm still trying to find someone, but it was kind of like, you know, like they both deserve each other in a way. But it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm much, much better now that I've been, like, talking to people about it, just kind of how I feel. And so me and John had a good conversation about that this morning, and he's like, I totally understand where you're coming from. And it's just like, you know, like, 
<clears throat> my first instinct was like, oh, I guess I've achieved nothing in life because what I really wanted was to get into another relationship with somebody and nothing's happened. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I've accomplished a lot. Like, I've, you know, grown reading the Bible and, like, I feel like I've grown in my relationship in Christ. And then I've met new people. I've been doing things, going to conventions, getting more involved in things I like. That, like, you know, I'm back to making AMVs and panels and I enjoy that stuff. And just kind of really focused on where God wants me to take wants to take me in life. And, you know, it's kind of like I feel like I'm having my own sense of accomplishment there. And, you know when a relationship does happen to me again, then, like, you know, that's the perfect timing. And it's just a matter of just really waiting for that person. So, no, like, I'm good now, but, like, you know, last like last night, I was I was just pissed off. Yeah, I could see you were pretty uh, upset in the chat. I, um, I, yeah, like, for me, I, I was just, like, uh, yeah, it, and it was basically me acting like the jealous girlfriend that's, like, oh, like, you know, the person that you know, like, I was being cheated on anyways, but it's like, oh, they got their way. But then again, it's kind of like, if you measure up that happiness, it's like, who's really, you know, like, yeah, you know, maybe they're in this marriage now, and maybe it's, you know, it's great to work out and be, in the, and be happily married for the rest of their lives, or it could last a couple of years before the guy's just like, I'm sick and tired of your shit. So, <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know how it's going to go, but I just kind of like, you know, I just did the right thing and prayed about it and, you know, had peace in my heart about it, so... And, yeah, it's best not to get too jealous or insecure or anything. Yeah, that was that was my first thought there, and I was like, I had to basically just kind of reel myself in and, you know, just kind of like really pray about it, and you know, it kind of sort of bugged me last night, and I didn't sleep well, but, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, you know, like I'm, like I just had to, I just finally had to like just pray about it, and I felt really good about it. I was like, you know, just just let it go. It's 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 over. It's it's it, this is totally confirms it, and you know, it's just like kind of like what I felt last night. I don't even feel that at all now. So I was just kind of, I felt like I was the, the yeah the jealous bitch girlfriend that like oh you know this guy that I'm with like he's moved on and here I am still like single and lonely and yada yada. That was my first gut reaction. I was like, wait a sec, I shouldn't feel this freaking way. That's bullshit. So yeah, well I, I noticed that. Um... Earlier in the day, before you found out about this, uh, Daft was, like, um, taunting us on the chat with some sort of, like, um, s- some website where you're supposed to, like, fill it out and get some, like, it's score. It's a purity of, like, test, yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I, I'll be surprised if you guys will score below an 80 or whatever. And I was like, well, be surprised, Daft. I scored a 67. Yours is probably, yeah, like, I- a 10. I didn't even um, bother with this because I don't feel like I need to take some test to prove anything to this guy. No, but, no, Daft's an, Daft's, Daft's an asshole, so... Yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't even read the questions or anything. I just clicked it to see, like, what what is he linking to? I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not bothering with this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, he he's, like, really heavy on the, like, incel insults lately. It's, like, his thing... I guess this is like the the new hot insult. So he's like constantly well, he, calling you that for not like having sex before marriage, like he does, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, but I get his point regarding like, you know, like he was mentioning about how like you know this chick got married to this guy after two years or whatever, and I'm like, you know, technically speaking, she's known this guy for three years as long as I've known her, and. <clears throat> And, you know, like, and it's the fact that's like, you know, I, I'd really, it was like, it, it makes sense that they would get married as quickly because 
honestly, like, I wasn't really set up for marriage by the time I proposed to her. I was just kind of hoping things would work out, but they didn't, and that's for the best. Thank God. Um, but, you know, it's a lesson learned. And, like, with him, he was already, like, you know, she has that financial security of, like, oh, I have a house to stay in, and, you know, yada, yada, he's going to provide for me, and yada, yada. But it's like, you know, like, life is so in- is a variable. It's so inconsistent. Like, yeah, people are doing good, but, like, you know, stuff's going to happen. So, like, what happens if, like, you guys, you know, you know, this is for better or worse. Like, what happens if he doesn't, he's in, he isn't able to provide, to provide for you like you want him to? Then you're just going to up and leave him and find some other guy to leech off? Like, you know, like, that's just a, and it's just like, man, I'm so glad I got away from her. Um, it, it, Yeah, it's just, you know, kind of stuff like that. And anyways, but. I, yeah, you don't have to prove yourself to Daft in any way, in any capacity or whatever. But I just kinda, yeah, I just kind of did it to like pissing people off is his thing. Well, he used to be about like, hey, I got a lady friend coming over. We're gonna have un, you know un you know unmarried sex. You know, you incels. Ha ha ha. That was actually before he started calling us incels, and then that like, was when he was in college. I, okay. He doesn't post like that anymore. Well, that was like that was like a, a couple years ago. He was doing that, but like. You know, like okay, I'm not an incel. I'm I'm living biblically. My my Bible tells me not to have sex before marriage. Okay, yeah, that's God's law. Involuntary celibacy. Yeah, those are but people that like... like literally can't get laid. Like if I really tried, I could. Land, yeah. like that's not you know like if re- if I really wanted, I will get. I can get what I want, but it's like what I really want is to be in a really good relationship with a woman and be married to her. That's what I, that's what I like desire, and. You know, it's like that's not involuntary celibacy. That's being Christian. So, because yeah. if you're having sex outside of marriage and you're a Christian, then you're sinning. So then you're not winning. You're not on the good side of God if you're sinning against Him regarding what He what He says straight up in the Bible. So, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, like yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I just I, I just I just ignore all that crap. I don't even let it get me down. I got, I got my own life to live, and I got stuff I'm focused on. So I'm trying to, trying to get out of where I'm at, getting a good job somewhere. So, yeah, I'm really ready for this whole incel term to die off, and you know the subculture, I guess, as well, of like losers on 4chan or whatever who like idolize the Joker or something. Uh, you know, yeah. th- this whole stuff was like so overblown. This the media I think like enjoys hyping it up um mm-hmm. the the whole Joker thing they they were like really making it out to be like this movie where you're gonna get shot if you go to it exactly and, every every if you go to a Joker screening prepare to be shot was basically like the underlying motto of seeing the Joker and you know what ha- you know what happened nothing absolutely right. freaking nothing everyone who went and saw the movie came out 100% alive unless you went to a really shitty theater and got involved in a drive-by shooting, but that's a different. That's a, that's different. That's Did that's that gang happen? related. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I don't think it happened, but I never heard anything about it. But there's always okay. the potential. So, yeah. Well, I mean, there. Um, there. I saw some story trying to like say, oh, after somebody shot up the, uh, I think it was maybe it was the A and M shooting. Um, uh, that that they went to see the Joker afterwards. Like somehow this movie has some like time-traveling evil powers where it can 
affect you in the oh, past that's bull crap. before yeah. you've even seen it make you shoot people up. That is that is utter BS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it was it was like every day there was some story about like local law enforcement say that the Joker could have serious uh, threats occurring at it, and uh, you have to be aware of your surroundings when you go to see this movie, because don't you know that uh, in the previous Batman movie, um, some people got shot at one showing, and in that theater, in Littleton, that was, Colorado. Yeah, the theater that showed it. Um, I think it was Aurora, yeah, no, Colorado. Yeah, they they, re- they refused to air it because, like, you know, like all oh, that's disgrace, disgracing the victims from like what, 10 years ago or something? Right, it was years ago, ago and yeah. it was it was not even a movie that had the Joker in it. Like, that movie didn't have uh, the Joker, and this movie doesn't have Batman. So it's not like there's, like, similar characters that are going to trigger a similar reaction. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and there was nothing even in the Dark Knight Rises that had anything to do with, like, go shoot your local theater. Like, that was not the message of the movie. Yeah. And, so the, the the whole thing was just so stupid, and it's like the media was just trying to cash in on this movie. And I think they actually ended up like building it up, um, like and creating an incel subculture around it mm-hmm. as like a sort of viral marketing to um, to get people really excited about this movie. People who feel like their lives are meaningless and they they like empathize with the Joker or something, and then it ended up being like this top rated, um, you know, top grossing movie of. I think it was like the highest grossing movie to ever come out in October and like the highest grossing R-rated movie and all these records that it broke. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, whether it was intentional or not, that whole thing really worked out for the guy who made it. Um, and I, I didn't even see the movie. Did you? I haven't seen it yet, no. Yeah. I mean, I, speaking I of movies, tomorrow theaters. Midway, or I guess late tonight, Mid- Midway comes out, and then next week is like Ford versus Ferrari, which is like the two movies I'm interested in seeing eventually. I, the mo- most recent movie I saw was uh, One Piece Stampede, which I thought was really good. You know, December 5th, they're supposed to show um, the Shards Counterattack on uh, Fathom Events. Oh. And so the theater I've been going to to see all my anime stuff, which is like in Greenville. They're gonna have it for just like that one showing at seven o'clock. So eventually, I have to get like pre-order tickets or something, mm. and pay the fifteen bucks to go see it. But um, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll go see it in theaters. But I think I might have the same problem as I did with um, Castle Cagliostro, where they basically, when they did scan and pan shots, it was really jittery, and those are um, it's 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 a way that how they uh, try to, it's the resolution, it's a resolution issue regarding like if you're. If you're scanning across the screen and it looks very jittery, <clears throat> it's regarding the aspect ratio of um, of them trying to like convert it to to the to the uh, the theaters higher than what it what's supposed to be. That's the way I understood it because it was like you know like instead of this like natural gradual slow, it's like trying to keep up digitally because <laughs> it, it just looks so. bad. whenever I had a scan and pan shot, like, I remember like looking away in Castle Cagliostro because it just looks so bad. Um, yeah, and the yeah. same thing might happen in um, in this movie because it's so old. It's like you know from '89. Um, so like I I think with them putting up to the to bigger screens, like you know and you know yeah we have a Blu-ray edition, but like you know people I just think like, the movie doesn't look that good in Blu-ray. Like I think F91 looks fantastic, and you know the TV stuff they put out is sharper than like what Char's Counterattack looks like on Blu-ray. That's just my 
that's the way I look at it. And I'm like, I know my, my Vizio TV isn't shit. So, like, I don't know why people are like, I don't know what they're seeing that look, makes it look so good. Because I feel like the cleanup could have been done better, but maybe that's the best they can do. And, yeah, it's a good-looking movie, but I've already gone on record to say, say this in the past on, like, our, like our, uh, like our uh, Gundam episodes. Um, <clears throat> but Yeah, um, so that's interesting. That's, like, my, that's my main issue with that is the, uh, the, the scanning or the, uh, the pan shots. Yeah. Because I got a feeling it's probably going. It's definitely probably going to happen. Was that an issue that you had with the the Blu-ray of it? No, I think it's the fact that the the theater screen is a larger resolution. So you're trying to like you know they're trying to change. They're trying to fit the aspect ratio from like a 1080 to fill it up to whatever the the the, the screen's supposed to be. And the screen's oh. much larger, so then that's why, like, it's trying to keep up with the frame rate, which is why it looks like the, those frames skip all the time. It's not a very, it's not an accurate, smooth transaction. So maybe I just went to a really crappy showing of, of it at um, Castle Cagliostro, and that's what I saw. But I, I instantly saw that. I knew exactly what the issue was. I was like, that's not in the correct aspect ratio. But, um, anyways, but, like, I, I think, I mean, I'm still going to go see it. I don't care, so... The thing is, it's only airing like Thursday, December fifth at seven, and at, near me. And I think that's what it is nationwide for one night only, and it's subtitled, which I've never actually seen the movie subtitled before. So that would oh. be a first. Yeah, I've seen it both ways, but um, I've, I've seen al- it several times. I don't know. I've if always seen see it dubbed. Yeah, you saw it the first time. Was it on Adult Swim? No, I bought the DVD for it, and then it came out on Adult Swim like months later. And I didn't uh-huh. even know it came out on Adult Swim. Yeah. To like you know much later. <laughs> it was on like New Year's Eve. Yeah, I think it, it New Year's great. Evil is when they showed it, and I want to say they showed it like <laughs> New Year's Eve of two thousand three or two thousand four yeah. or whatever, because they showed it early two thousand three based on my research for that Cartoon Network and Anime panel or Anime on Cartoon Network, and um, but then they showed it again for New Year's Evil because that was the end of two thousand three because I was at a friend's house. And uh, we had that on that night because I remember like we're sitting in his room like about to watch we're starting up Shards Counterattack like oh Andrew you got to see this movie it's really awesome and I don't know if he did because as soon as that happened it was like you know twelve fifteen twelve thirty at night my parents like we gotta go and I'm like oh and I'm for me I was like oh you know like I was like I own this on DVD I don't really need to record it or whatever but now you know looking back that's something people would love to see now oh um, yeah the bumpers for Adult Swim's. Uh... Action block. I don't know if those are on YouTube for that show or anything. Uh, I mean, there's only the promo, and it's like an HD version. But someone took the, you know, they basically high like took the the Blu-ray rips of that movie and, and then made it like HD version of that trailer, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the best way you can really do it. Um, those were pretty cool bumpers that they had for like the first year of Built Some Action, where they had like the robot voice and uh, yeah, uh, that, the narration was kind of similar to Tanami. Yeah, pretty cool. The robot voice was kind of annoying because they started that up in two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. I, I played the I played the promo for that. It was like that Smoky Haze thing they had like for titles for like the shows or whatever. Um, and it's like you know the robot voice like Cowboy Bebop is next. Next yeah. uh, pilot candidate. It was that yeah, like it was yeah, that Macintosh like Mac like Mac Sam like distorted voice or whatever. It's probably the same one they used for like making the Robot Jones cartoon. I thought that was a different voice. Maybe I don't know. 
Well, I thought they used an Apple computer to do that, but I don't know, like an old one. But uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty good era of Adult Swim. Like, yeah, I I mean, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, Cowboy Bebop, all these shows. I, did you ever watch Yu Yu Hakusho when it was on Adult Swim? Yes, and I missed it when it was on Adult Swim. I even made that as a, my point of my panel was it's like you know Yu Hakusho was really good when it was on Adult Swim because they had swearing in it. That was kind of my argument. I was like, dude, this show's awesome. Um, and then it eventually got moved to Toonami, and I was like, you know, it's still an action block, but I was like, man, they removed the blood, and they removed Yusuke saying, hell damn an ass all the time. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the first Funimation dub where they used, like, pretty heavy profanity, because yeah. before that, you had, like, Dragon Ball Z and Vegeta would always be like, curses, blast, and that kind of stuff. Like, that was, like, their equivalent of profanity. <laughs> For, like, TVY7 rating. Yeah, I remember but, uh, those days. Yeah. Uh, I, gu- I guess it probably did well with, like, younger demographics, so they moved it to the Toonami. Is that... Yeah. I know that there were cases where Toonami shows did well with older demographics, like Kenshin. Oh, Kenshin's definitely an older demographic show. Like, I think it worked well on Toonami. But, like, you know, if they put it in Adult Swim, it's just, like, you know, uncensored... Uh, well, I mean, they uncensored partially the blood later in, in when it aired on Toonami, and also the fact that um, Saito was smoking, and they just didn't care that, like, the later episodes. Yeah, I think once they moved to SVES, it was on late enough at night that yeah. they could kind of lighten up on the censorship. Yeah. Because um, the shows that were on SVES, like, Don't Hack Sign were really not heavily edited at all. And uh, with the ones that were airing at like 12 and 1 a.m., that was treated almost like Adult Swim, even though it was rated TBY 7FB. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they actually had like, at one point, they moved Knights of the Zodiac from 7 p.m. to like 12.30 p.m. because they did so badly after one or two months uh, mm-hmm. at the start of the block. And I think that show continued to be edited pretty heavily because it was like a deep dub. And, you know, they edited it the same way they did this, like, Sailor Moon, like, kind of removing all the all the blood and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I've been watching, like, the new uncut dub of it on Netflix, and it's, like, extremely bloody. And uh, I really do, do wonder how they managed to get away with it. I, I saw, like, the first episode of the dub on YouTube a year or two ago, and it was, like, they had change the blood to be blue, but there's some scenes where it's like, that's really not going to be enough, because they're like laying in a pool of blood, like you're going to have them laying in a pool of blue liquid. (laughs) It's like, they bleed bleed Kool-Aid out. Oh man, he spilt this Kool-Aid everywhere in this fight, that's what you get for bringing Kool-Aid to a fight there. They called it like spirit energy in the in the dub that we had instead of blood. Oh my gosh! Ew, he's yeah. leaking his spirit energy everywhere. That even sounds even more worse than blood. But that's one of those shows where the uh, <laughs> I kind of liked it just because of the the theme song. I had that I ran, I ran so far away. Oh my <laughs> the god! Theme song. That was yeah, that was the actual theme song. I thought that was just in the promo. No, they are that at last time every episode. Oh my god. Oh, yes, it's the cover band that sung that. That's right. Fuh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, but we're... it's like a very cool anime, like Fist of the North Star, 
where it's just like extremely manly battles and like I know it's very popular. Designs. I know it's very popular in South America. That's for sure. Like they love. Yeah, I think they still there. air it uh, next to Dragon Ball Z, like in syndication in Mexico all yes. the time. Yeah, the anime stores in Mexico will have like Dragon Ball Z stuff and Saint Seiya. That's like the two big things. Based on my buddy that married his uh, Mexican woman. And he would go down there to go see her or whatever. So he's just like, I'm at the anime Mexican anime store, and they have like, <laughs> excuse me, uh, basically shelves of like Dragon Ball Z stuff and Saint Seiya. Yeah, and they did make like a second attempt at it here um, by ADV to release it in like more of an uncut format, but um, neither one of the first two dubs made it very far. Yeah. Um, so I I think it for whatever reason it was just not very popular here, but. It's kind of weird since it's so popular internationally in yeah. other countries. But I guess it's just that Deke and ADV are kind of like two of the worst dubbing companies. <laughs> well, ADV used to be the worst dubbing company, but they just became Sentai, and they they still continue that tradition. Like, that, yeah. Go- that Google 13 TV dub is, is, is fantastically bad. Have you seen any of Food Wars on Tsunami? No. Not a Have you been recording it or anything? Or? Nope. Okay. I, I just... You, that's an ADV dub, and it's just it's really bad. Which would mean, what, Sentai Filmworks? Well, yeah, whatever. It's, you know, yeah, it's all ADV. Um, it's the same people. Nice. But, yeah, it's just it's just a bad dub. Like, every, every girl sounds like a retarded valley girl, or... Oh, uh, man. They have these really cringe accents. Like, there's, a, there's like, foreign chefs that show up, and they, uh, oh. there's like a French accent and stuff, and it's like almost like four kids level of like goofy foreign accents. Oh, that that's that's up. awesome. Yeah, I mean the show is like so stupid that it actually maybe is one of those shows where it's enhanced in a way by the bad dub. Um, yeah, because <laughs> it's just already like a retarded premise, which is like shown in battles but with food and fan service. So I just kind of look so at that. Take look it that at seriously that. and get upset about it. Yeah, I just kind of look at that and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to watch the. I can't fit time to watch this show compared to the other stuff I recorded. Like I'm just at the point where it's like, if there's a show that interests me, I will I will record it and watch it. Like I'm still behind so, on JoJo's. So have you been recording any of these others, like Doctor Slayer? Or... I haven't. I I record it. I think I I'm thinking I might be recording Demon Slayer, but I know like JoJo's I'm recording and, and Doctor Stone. I only did like maybe one episode. Okay. And I haven't. I just Doctor Stone. I'm just like I'm not. I don't have time to keep up with this stuff right now. I'm just kind of watching what I can watch. And, I'm trying to remember what other ones they added recently because um, you never saw any Gen Lock, right? Nope. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I don't, it's like it's very. Like stupid. <laughs> well, it's from Rooster Teeth. It's a Rooster Teeth animated show, right? So, like, I don't expect. I mean, these are the people that made Red versus Blue, and so they're like, "Oh, we're so far beyond Red versus Blue," and it's just like, "Why don't you just go back to Red versus Blue?" Like that. Yeah. Like, that was good stuff. Like I, that was good stuff when I was in high school. Like, come on. It, the writing is like worse than like CW levels of SJW stuff. Like, the pilots are all like gender fluid Muslim women and it's it's really bizarre <laughs> okay they, they, they like go into the like they have some like VR chat that they go into oh my and gosh. like one of the girls is like she goes in as a guy 
And the other woman is like a Muslim woman who's not allowed to wear her like hijab in the military. So when she goes into the VR thing, she's like wearing a a hijab, and then like she's talking to the trans character about like uh, whether or not this means that she's not really a woman or all this like. And then this is supposed to be like some action like mecha show, but instead it's all like about like millennial gender politics. Cool. And like the, it seems like it relies very heavily on like, look, we got David Tennant and Michael Jordan. We've got all these celebrity actors. Look, we've even got a Japanese actor. Don't you weeaboos like this? But the Japanese actor does not even speak English, and like all his lines are uh, like subtitled into English, which kind of puts you out of it because it's like, well, do they all speak Japanese? But they just like they can understand him. Like they never really explain like why. <laughs> they all know what he's saying. And like he must understand what they're saying too, because he's always responding to something that they're saying. But he just yeah. responds in another language. So <laughs> I think they just didn't think it out. They're just like, okay, we're just gonna hire like the voice actor of Spike Spiegel, and people just think it's cool. And we're not gonna bother to explain like why he speaks a different language than everyone else. That man, the Japanese Spike Spiegel, right? Yeah. And also the Japanese voice of Tom when they did that like, April Fool's. Yeah, it's the same guy. I Japanese. Yeah. Um, we're at about a hour eight or hour nine right now. You want to go ahead and close it down? Yeah. Sweet. All right, so that's going to be another great episode of the HBO uh, Watchmen podcast you're listening to. You can find us on the Official. HBO website or whatever the heck that is, or at AOIPodcast.com because. We are totally the HBO Watchmen podcast for sure. Um, totally not anime of yesteryear. I don't know what would give you that idea. Um, <clears throat> so stay tuned for the next great, wonderful, boring-ass episode of The Watchmen. And we'll cover that on whatever we feel like and then spend like double the time on closing remarks because we have more stuff to say. Yeah. I, I think I got that summed up, right? That sounds accurate. Nice. I there like five more of these. I don't know. Well, let's check the Wikipedia article on Watchmen HBO series. It's got to be an episode list. I mean, I don't. I know. believe that it was picked up for eight episodes, but I could be wrong. Yeah, nine episodes. Excuse me. Okay. Nine episodes. The last one's supposed to be December fifteenth. So, yeah, and then uh, I think the final issue of Doomsday Clock, which is the sequel to the Watchmen comic, comes mm-hmm. out a week after that. And then hopefully there is nothing coming out relating to Watchmen in 2020. That would be the best thing they could do is to just let this franchise die. <laughs> that's my closing remark on Watchmen <laughs> for this episode. That is, that's a good way to, yeah. All right, we're going to go ahead and end this. Thank you for listening to our closing remarks, and God help us in the next God, what, five more, six more episodes. Jeez. All right, until next time, and hopefully we'll get a real anime review out because I've still got stuff i got to edit. So later. Later. Got no reason to be tied down, got my makeup.